podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not Podcast. We're so glad that you are listening today to episode number 49 with our special guest, Steph Thomason. Guys, I love her so much. She's so sweet. I know her from when she and I were both at the sixth grade center in Owasso, but she's now a photographer full time. So by the way, in case you're interested to find her photography link, you can check the show notes for Steph T Photography. She is such a sweet person to meet and talk with. She is so warm. You're just gonna fall in love with her. She is a wife, a mom, a pastor's wife, and she is also, of course, a photographer. She shares her heart with us today and tells us some amazing things, such as if God calls you to do something, He qualifies you to do it. Steph is very passionate about ministry and particularly about wives in ministry. So she'll talk, she's going to talk a lot about that and what that looks like and how we can be people to come behind our pastor's wives. So listen in. Steph, thanks so much for coming tonight. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I've been looking forward to this. I'm so excited. <laughs> we are so excited to have you. Welcome to Afraid Not. And Steph, would you start us off by telling our listeners a little bit about you and let kind of just introduce yourself to all of us. Okay. I'm Stephanie Thomason. I actually grew up in Owasso. I don't know if you knew that. And um, so been here a long time. Uh, Matt and I have been married for 27 years. I know, a long time. But um, <laughs> we have three kids. Um, Lauren is our oldest. She's uh, 23. She lives in New Hampshire. She actually... Oh my. New Hampshire is far. I know. Oh. It's too far for this mama. <laughs> but it's one of those things where uh, she went up there for an internship with a church planning organization, fell in love with the place, you know, and mm. it's so awesome up there. I don't know if you've ever been there, you got to go. Um, so she works at what's called Events United. It's a, they, she's a photographer and does videography and stuff. Dream job for her. And now she's fallen in love. And so we'll probably never get her back here. Aww. Sad, sad, but great at the same time, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then Brooke is 21. She's at Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri. She is a senior. And she is studying intercultural studies, so she wants to be missions missionary. And my third is Jaden, my youngest. He's at um, OSU studying aviation management. He's in ROTC there, so he's his goal is to be um, a pilot for the Air Force. So he'll be doing Air Force is when he graduates. So wow. I know they're all so we're empty nesters, mm. which gets an applaud for that. You know, <laughs> it's good. We're, is it going okay? Does life exist after? Empty you know nest? what? We are really enjoying it. And I, you know, I say that, but our first year, they all came home in March, and so right. like we had a very yes. short lived empty nest. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so we got all of them back. And even Lauren from New Hampshire during that time. So. It's great. We're back at it again. We've taken up bike riding and walking and doing all kinds of old people dominant playing dominoes, you know, with friends and cards and stuff. And so, um, but yeah, we really have enjoyed it. And you know, after parenting for almost twenty four years, you you kind of enjoy each other. So okay. that's a whole nother subject. But um, so they're there and everybody's out. We're emptiness. Um, I have a photography business. 
for about eight years now. That's what I've done. And she's um, fantastic. She's done our family pictures of your photography. Uh, just business. Steph T Photography. Okay, so we'll put that in the show notes. Everyone, you can check out Steph T Photography. Well, thank you. I love working with seniors and families. That's just love. I love it. I love capturing them. I love seeing their personalities and just dealing with families and stuff too. It's a lot of fun. Um, but the main thing, Matt and I have been at First Church here in Owasso for 23 years. Wow. I know. I didn't know you've been there that long. I know. That's well, a legacy. That is long. <laughs> it's going on 20. It'll be 24 this next year. Um, Lauren, our oldest, was a baby when we came. So we used to we used to live in Missouri for school and all that stuff. And so we moved here in, back in 97 and been here since. So he is the executive pastor mm-hmm. at First Church here in Owasso. And... Um, We've been doing, we were in youth ministry for a long time, so transitioned. I have to say, Steph, your story sounds so many parallels with mine and my husband, which is just a fun <laughs> sisterhood coincidence. I love it. Yes. So it's I know. Scary. I've thought for a long time that you all needed to hang out because you we have should. very similar Let's stories. Let's go do dinner after this. <laughs> I tell you, you oh, I love it. You know, uh, we just. We just love it. I mean, it's been great. There's not, it's not always great, as you know, but it, it's been great. Um, we are just moving along with that. And I love being a mom, you know, did all everything we could with our kids, all the stuff we could possibly be a part of when they were here, but we're just in a different season now moving on. So mm-hmm. it's, it's good. It's good. Well, you know, one of the things that we're hoping that you will share with us tonight is what you're passionate about and also what you're an example of afraid, not maybe a time in your life that things were afraid. And um, we would just love for you to take the next little, you know, just take some time and tell us this story. Tell our listeners about this. You know, um, my passion and my afraid not are kind of tied together. So I think I'll just kind of start there. Um, something I'm extremely passionate about is um, women in ministry. And that can be those who are just starting, because I was honestly a complete mess <laughs> for a long time in ministry when we first started. I just, you know, I wanted to please everybody, and I wanted to be that typical pastor's wife and do all that stuff, and um, but really, like, what is a typical pastor's wife? We're all human beings, and we all have <laughs> different personalities and gifts and stuff, and so you know, when you say typical pastor's wife, what really is that? You know, there's really not this definition out there of them. And do they even exist out there? Um, And so really with that, my passion and the afraid not that kind of went into that is back in uh, 2009, Matt was in the youth ministry and I'm very involved in the youth ministry. And I, in fact, I just retired this year after 27 years of working in youth ministry. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know. And so, and just being a volunteer, not a paid position. Um, so back in 2009, he transitioned to, is that, uh, well, we called it associate probably back then, and um, which was more what a campus pastor, you know. And so in that transition, there, several things happened in that year where I had a really good friendship that kind of derailed mm-hmm. all of a sudden that year. I mean, like a sister kind of friendship. And um, then... Uh, our preschool. I was teaching preschool at that time, and it shut down. And so, um, you know, my kids go were going from needing me all the time to kind of being a little more independent, and just kind of a lonely and sad place I was in. I kind of dug myself into. Um, 
I just, a change was hard. You know, all that change and not knowing who I was was a little hard for me. In fact, it was really hard on our marriage, just him stepping out of youth ministry and mean, well, he and I, that's all we've done. And so we didn't know how to really function as a couple without that in our lives. And so we went to counseling, which I always smart encourage everybody to do. Even if you think things are going well, counseling is absolutely something great and not anything to be ashamed of, for sure. Absolutely. absolutely. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I think sometimes as pastors, we feel like we tell everybody to go get counseling, but we are ashamed to go get counseling ourselves. You know, but it's the same with counselors. Like counselors yeah. act like they can't go get counseling, yeah. but we need it too. Yeah. Right. Right. But did it turn out to be one of your favorite things? It did. You know what was so crazy is like it was such a simple thing that he said to us whenever we were in counseling. And he said, do you understand that all your fun was wrapped up in youth ministry, like all your trips and everything fun you did? Because, you know, youth ministry, there's a lot of fun and there's a lot of trips. And I was super involved in all that. And he's like, every fun thing you ever did was with that. And you never did anything just by yourselves, Hartley. And we were like. Well, duh, you know, and so we had to really look at ourselves and we made this jar, I'll never forget, of fun things that we wanted to do together. And so we would like pull out something every once in a while and be like, this is a fun thing we're going to go do because we just, we didn't know how to really work on that. And I had actually taken a step back from working in youth ministry when he did. And honestly, it was a miserable year of my life during all that because I was called to do it. But I thought since he wasn't called to do it, I shouldn't do it either. And you know, like long, you know, process of digging in deep and who you are as that's what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so jump back in and it was great. So during that year, my, I, I felt like I just had an identity crisis. I mean, mm-hmm. all these different changes in who I was and I was kind of just following along where Matt was instead of really knowing who God had called me to be. Mm-hmm. And um, once I really dug deep into that, God revealed, you know, these are the things that you should be doing mm-hmm. and don't live under what your husband's doing, you know, support him and do all that. But like, you need to also serve. You have your own place too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to serve where God has called you. And he was totally okay with whatever, you know, it wasn't anything Matt was, you need to do this or whatever. No, he, he was like, you need to do what God has called you to do. So in that, during that year, um, I came along a blog, my friend Lori Wilhite had, um, well, somebody had told me about it. So I got on there and read it, and um, she had talked kind of just about friendships in there and ministry. Mm-hmm. And I made a comment, and she, she said, can I call you? And I thought, oh, what? She's going to call me? You know, or can you call me? I can't remember what it was. And Did you think you were in trouble? No. Well, I just thought, <laughs> Lori Wilhite is going to call me? You know, that's kind of more what it was. And come to find out, we've kind of had a similar situation in ministry and friendship and people leaving the church, you know, and stuff. And so um, that she and Brandy Wilson are the co-leaders of Leading and Loving It, which is a ministry that I um, serve with. Um, I'm on the graphics team there and help with that. And it's, it's just an amazing ministry for women in ministry and also for women in leadership in general. Mm -hmm. So it's not just for pastor's wives, it's for women in ministry and women in leadership also. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're just feel called to empower women and to encourage and equip them and to love them. And back whenever I first met them, met Lori and stuff, I can just see the difference in my life that it made 
extremely. I feel like it, I always say it saved me in ministry. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that lifeline that somebody threw out and said, mm-hmm. hey, it's okay to be you. You know, it's okay. I'm a little sassy. <laughs> Jill knows. That's why I love you. <laughs> I know. I'm a, you know, I'm a redhead. We're kind of sassy. <laughs> and for a long time, I was ashamed of that. I was ashamed of kind of like being sassy and a little, you know, loud. I mean, you were talking about my voice. Because uh, listeners, I asked Steph, <laughs> could we like switch voices? Could you give me yours and I could give you mine? Because yeah. I've always wished to be heard more easily. And she is such a, a strong spoken person. And I wish, <laughs> I wish I could trade. Unfortunately, the Lord doesn't allow us to do that. <laughs> but he gave you a beautiful singing voice. Oh, I thank you very much. And you don't want me to sing. <laughs> That's the end of that. And so... So yes, in fact, just talking about a loud voice, my kids always know when I'm in the room because I have a loud voice and a loud laugh. And I yes, Steph has the best <laughs> laugh. When she was at the, Steph used to be the sec, one of the secretaries at sixth grade center when I was there, and we could hear her back in the counselor's <laughs> office when she'd laugh, and it was the best. It was the best. Really, uh, something's uh, funny going on in the office because we. <laughs> I bet you're fun to sit by at the movies. Oh, my goodness. I, and, you know, my middle daughter, she's a lot like me. We're both loud, you know, and people always say our mannerisms are a lot alike. So when I see her and it kind of reminds me of myself, I'm like, that's what I kind of look like. And it sounds like, <laughs> so it's going to be. But, um, you know, this the leading and loving at ministry, the friendships and the wisdom and everything that I've, you know, I've gained from that. And I was kind of just saying, I just always felt like I wasn't worthy of being a minister's wife and um, serving, you know, not, uh, not what, I didn't feel like I was a good leader and I didn't feel like I just wasn't enough. And Matt, he's just my husband, Matt, he is just this great guy. And um, I always felt like, man, God, you must have messed up picking me as his wife. <gasps> and he never made me feel that way. It was no. just what I allowed Satan to talk to me, you know. Had you ever felt like a calling to be a pastor's wife? You know, I will go, I will go back to my um, high school years in youth ministry. I loved and adored my youth minister's wife. She and I were super close. And I always wanted to be like her, but I never realized I was going to be her, you know, in a, <laughs> yeah. in that situation. And so, um, I, I did whenever in high school, whenever I decided to go to Ozark, I would actually have my elementary ed degree. And so being in a ministry was just going to be a fun thing and help out and stuff. And so no, I don't know if I felt like, you know, in college until actually, until I went to college and I was like, I, I really feel like I need to be in ministry. And so that's, because at Ozark, you can do a dual degree over there and stuff. But um, Did you and Matt meet in college? Well, actually, we met when we were freshmen in high school. I don't know if you know that. Um, actually, okay. I think yeah, I yeah. well, not really. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> it took him a long time. I had to wear him down for a long time. <laughs> um, no. And I love what you refer to your husband as. I always... <laughs> People always wonder what it means. <laughs> so um, I'll when I post stuff, uh, I call him my HBL, and it's called Hunk of Burn and Love. Aww. Is what I call him. <laughs> That's so cute. He's, so, he's just so cute. But um, so we go to Youthquake. I don't know if your kids ever heard talked about that. Yeah, it's in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so uh, we met. I saw him for the first time at a at youthquake as a freshman in high school. And so our churches were sister churches in Stillwater. And so we'd always do a lot of things together. And I always just kind of like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, my goodness. You know, and um, then we both went to Ozark. And then we didn't actually start dating till 
our junior year in college. So it was a fast moving relationship once it happened, you know, started dating in October, got engaged in February, and we were married by June. So, I mean, (laughs) I know. Don't tell my girls that. So what was that, an eight month from meeting to marriage? Well, but we knew each other since we were like 15, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. That's awesome. And I was best friends with his (laughs) sister-in-law. So, I mean, I'd been around with his family. I mean, I knew all of them. Hey, no judgment. Sean yeah. and I actually just knew each other eight months before we were married. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you know, you know. Yeah. And my kids, same thing. They were like, when they figured it out, they were like, wait, eight months? You would what? kill us if we did that. And I was like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But- yeah. The world's different, people. <laughs> I'm the mom. <laughs> but um, yes. And I was like, I'm not letting this one go, you know. But he, yeah, we dated. It was a pretty quick, you know, date, get married kind of thing. But I mean, we were 20 years old. And it was tough being married in college, and it was tough being newly married. And we were so immature. And I just look at that, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, how did we ever survive that? But oh um, but we made it, you know, 27 years later, and it's, it's great. And I can't imagine anything different. But in saying that, just... Um, you know, being called to be a pastor's wife, it is, it's a unique position and not a lot of people can Mm -hmm. identify and understand your life. They think they do, but they, they really don't. And I don't understand, like if your husband is, we're in the working, like out in the you know business world or a doctor or, you know, or anything like that, you know, we all have our own little community of who we're, who we're alike. And Mm -hmm. so my, you know, mine is just a pastor's wife. And, um, so just feeling, one of the things I feel called to do is just empower, equip, and love women to know that they are qualified and ministry. And if God's called you, you're quali- he qualifies you. And mm-hmm. you're loved, and people know you. And um, one of the things along that, Brandy Wilson, which she's amazing, she's one of the co-leaders, and she, talking about just like friendships and being qualified and things, she says, you be authentic with everybody, but transparent with a few. That's good. Now just take that in. You know, being... I'm uh, writing that down. Yeah, I have it down here if you need to play. Um, You know, be authentic with everybody, but transparent with with a few. And what that means are means is, you know, we need to be authentic and be who you are. Be mm-hmm. who you're called to be. Share your story. Let people know who you are. Don't be fake kind of thing. Be your sassy self. Yeah. Yes. But... Being transparent with a few, be that more of an intimate relationship and vulnerable, and they keep you accountable. Your inner circle. Right. And so uh, when she said that several years ago, it has just stuck with me as a pastor's wife. And just, um, you know, I see some of these young girls who want to just tell everything and feel like they need to say everything. And that's great if somebody needs to hear that story. But at the same time, there's some things that you need to find some a circle of friends. I call actually I have I call my tribe yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. And um that you really need to find those intimate friendships. And you know, that doesn't come easy and you're going to get hurt and as you know people are going to leave the church for things and or different situations that are out of your not, I mean totally out of your control. And but you are a I always like this. I mean, I always feel like kind of I'm the victim of that, you know, when decisions get made that I'm not any part of, you know, but then people start. Can you two away. talk a little bit more about that? Like, what that, why, why does that feel personal when people leave? I'll, I'll kind of talk to you if you want me to. Um, for me, it is 
I've invested a lot in a lot of the, a lot of them, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like you know they're part of my friendship circles a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so when they leave, I take it personal, and it just hurts. But I have to remember I'm not. I'm not why they're leaving, you know, it's the decisions or their move, you know, just different things that have happened and stuff. And so I've had to really, um, back whenever, back to my afraid not, you know, when that happened with my friend years ago, I decided, well, I'm just not going to be friends with anybody in the church anymore. And I'm just not going to get myself out there and I'm not going to allow somebody to get that close to me anymore. And just kind of put some, I put major walls up and a shield up at that time around us and our family and everything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, God has not called us to do that. He's called us to community. He's called to love. And he's called us to just um, just to be there for people and stuff. And you know what? Hurt's going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in fact, Leading and Loving It has a great devotion right now called held, um, Hurt But Not Held Back. You know, you're going to be hurt, but don't let that hold you back from what God's called you to do. Because um, that's not that's not good for you or anybody. And so... After I kind of got over that hurt a little bit and just through leading and loving it and then pouring into me um, and I finding who I am in Christ, mm-hmm. it all comes back to, you know, one of the things that we really want girls, young girls and well, anybody in ministry and life to know is, first of all, you are a child of God and that is your first identity. I mean, that any kind of name tag you wear, child of God. And mm-hmm. If you live under that and just soak that in of who he's called you to be, everything else will kind of fall in line. And you're going to make mistakes, and people are not going to like that person you are. But at the same time, too, if you are just constantly seeking his word and who he is and knowing you're a child of God, that's when your life changes, I feel like. And it took me a while to get to that realization that all these other name tags that I'm wearing— the one that he only cares about is that I am his child, you know. And there's such a freedom in that. It's it such a freeing thing to to come to the foundation that the child of God name tag is the only one that mm-hmm. really matters it and does. lasts for eternity. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. That's I I just I feel very passionate about that anymore. Just and just even with my own children and ministry, you know, raising kids through ministry mm-hmm. and. People are always asking, how did, you know, how did you raise your kids in ministry? And they still love the church and they still. That's a good thing to talk about. You know, I, I was just thinking about this more and more as my kids are, and I see them going to church and I see them still loving Jesus. And it is a, it is such a miracle to me in some ways, just that, you know, and people act like it can't happen and that's, you know, not normal. And I'm like, no, that is normal. If you teach your kids, you don't go to church because your dad's a pastor. You go to church because you love Jesus and you love you love the church, you know. And I think if you instill that in them and create an environment where it's not a harsh environment, and I think that they get that. I mean, you just and honestly, we have had so many people pour into our kids, and we cannot mm-hmm. do it alone. And you guys know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many awesome sponsors at our church. You guys have a great youth ministry too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we have just been so fortunate. In, I mean, I talk to other women in churches that don't have youth ministry and don't have somebody, you know, pour, someone else pouring into their kids. And um, we couldn't have done it by ourselves. 
it is definitely a tribe and community of other people that love our kids and pour into them because they're going to tell other people things before they're going to tell you <laughs> sometimes. And I mean, you know, I will say I the, did create some jealousy in me sometimes, you know, when I knew they were talking to other people instead of me, but I had to like get over that, you know, and realize they need to be able to tell other people things and not just me. So I'd say definitely community, making sure that they uh, have adults that you trust and have the same belief systems, you know, walking mm-hmm. with you and them and um, and that aren't afraid to, you know, call your kids out on stuff. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, just not being fake at home. You know, if you're going to be mm-hmm. one way at church and another way at home, they are going to totally call you out and sniff you out. (laughs) We've we've talked about that so many times in our home, around our kitchen table, about Mm -hmm. with our kids, talking about the fact that where our relationship with the Lord matters the most is inside our four walls Mm -hmm. because that's where our kids see if it's real or not. Mm -hmm. And um, it has to match. If it's it's a bit fake, they can totally see it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we feel really strongly about that as well. And that goes it. for lay people in the church, yeah. too. I mean, oh, you yeah. hear totally. about people fighting on their way to church and walking in. <laughs> Hello, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, we ha- everybody in the church has to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's yep. right. You're right. right. You're right. And, um, yeah, we're just, we just love that our kids are, are doing that. And that is just all God. I mean, mm-hmm. we give him the glory and praise for that because, mm-hmm. you know, we always say this could fall out of the bottom any day, you know, but mm-hmm. here we are and um, just, just keep encouraging them. And especially, you know, like my older girls, they went to a Christian college. And so mm-hmm. this is kind of what they did, you know, and then, but Jaden, you know, going to OSU, it's just been a little, it's been different, but he's involved in a church there and mm-hmm. leads at the table ministry they have there. And so it kind of gives you a little bit more like, okay, yes, we are mm-hmm. doing, we did a little something right. I don't know if it's us, but I mean, just, you know, a little something right in there. And God has just been so good to us with our kiddos and stuff, but it's, it, it's good. Um, but kind of just back wrapping kind of back up just with um, the leading and loving it. Um, I just, my thing is I just want to encourage any pastor's wives in, um, in Owasso or around, you know, if you are in need of community, if you're in need of um, just somebody to talk to that you can confide in and it will stay with, you know, me or you or anybody, I know you would be great at that too, is Make sure you're reaching out to people and let them know, hey, I'm really struggling with this, or get on Leading and Loving It. So we have community groups at Leading and Loving It and Connect Live groups, and you can get on those and hang out and get to know other uh, pastors' wives. And a lot of them are in the same role. So if they're a youth ministry, they go with that. You know, church planning, we have those. And so um, I would just encourage anybody that's out there that's looking for that and they're you know, these small churches and little towns where there is no one you can talk mm-hmm. to. And you might just be the only one on staff, or you might just have you and another lady and you're just not comfortable talking with her. There are so many people that you could get on there and they would, we would encourage you and help you through stuff. And there's a Facebook and there's Instagram and all kinds of things they could connect with too. But, um, and do they have those for people that are just in leadership and not necessarily ministry, yes. church mm-hmm. ministry? Yes, yeah. They have all kinds of different groups for nonprofits. Um, you know, or say you're not a pastor's wife, but just 
maybe you have a role at the church as, you know, like you're the greeting, you know, head of greeting, mm-hmm. any kind of, they have all kinds of stuff that you could, that you could get on there and find and stuff. You could find a group that they'll put you in a group there. That's so great. yeah, it's great. Um, they, we should start one in Owasso, just a bunch of pastor's wives getting together. We sure could. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, well, I just kind of want to talk about real quick is just a tribe of people. And I want to just make sure that um, I have, this is something that I feel like I've been intentionally sought out over the last few years, even, you know, 10 years or so. It's just creating a tribe around us as a couple. And um, so the first one, like you actually spell it tribe. And the first one is just trust. You know, find people that you trust and you know that you can tell things to and confide in them. Um, And they're rooted, which is R, rooted in Christ and in God's word. And um, inspiring. They just keep inspiring you to to move on and to Mm -hmm. grow in your relationship with Christ. And B would be boundaries and be able to set healthy boundaries with them. And that's even, you know, if you show up at church, a lot of times at church, sometimes I like I can't talk to my personal friends sometimes just because I'm going around talking to people and just different things mm-hmm. and get caught by people. And so they're kind of the kind of people that understand, okay, if she doesn't talk to me on this Sunday, it's not because she doesn't like me, it's because she's getting caught up with about five other people that need to need her. And so I just want to say, don't let that they need people who that doesn't hurt their feelings, that they can understand if you just happen to like walk by, it's all gonna be good, you know. And um, boundaries. And then healthy boundaries, just to, that they understand if your family just can't do things. Or honestly, to protect you, too. Right. Like, protect you from things. Um, and the last one is enjoy. E, enjoy. People you enjoy. We call them pie. <laughs> People I enjoy. One time at Leading 11, somebody said that. And I've always been like, I like pie. And so, yes, people I enjoy. So we have a little group, you know, just of some adults that we really enjoy. And we just, I mean, like I said, we play dominoes and card mm-hmm. games and just do silly things together. And um, it's been a joy to kind of finally settle in and find some good friends like that. And just in ministry that that gets you and mm-hmm. get what's what's happening. I mean, because Lori uh, Wilhite said, I think that was her that said it, that, you know, you're loved by many but you're known by few mm-hmm. in ministry. And, you know, a lot of people know who we are, know our kids, and, uh, what, oh, you're Matt's wife, you know, or whatever. And um, so it's hard sometimes because these people know you, mm-hmm. but you don't know they know you, but, you know, they think they know you <laughs> kind right, of thing. Right, right. And, um and there's an expectation to respond in kind and mm-hmm. hopefully know their first name, <laughs> which yeah. I want to know first names so much. And yeah. I feel so sad if I have lost that first name in my brain. I just, oh, I don't like that. But there is that that feeling. Mm-hmm. of There's a lady that came up to me one time mm-hmm. that I remember very well. And she stopped me and she looked at me with kind of a, a little um, kind of a school teacher look and said, what's my name? Oh, no. And I guessed wrong. (laughs) So it was not good. (laughs) Well, I just want to put a disclaimer out there right now that if somebody's like, hey, what's my name? Don't expect it. I am so bad with names. 
I wish I was better at it. Me too. But man, sometimes I can't even get my own kids' names right, you know? <laughs> but so I always say, I'm, you know, when somebody introduces them to, themselves to me, I'm like, listen, I'm horrible with names. So that the next time I see you, don't be offended that I probably won't remember your name. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I mean, because I try to just put it out there like, I'm horrible at this, you know, and, and it's not like I'm trying to give that excuse necessarily and I can't remember your name, but I'm just really bad at names. And I've always been better at like phone numbers, <laughs> you know, I must be a numbers person, but anyway, you know, nobody knows anybody's numbers now with phones, of course, but, um, names, I'm, I'm just not that great at it. Now my husband, Matt, he is good with names, which I don't know if it's just like, gift from the Holy Spirit or what <laughs> but he but I always know when he doesn't know a name though when he's introducing me to somebody uh-huh. you can tell you can tell and you're kind of hoping that yeah. he's hoping he'll step in and say well hi I'm Steph and yeah. what's your name and then he's like giving you the wink thanks Steph thank you or he's like hey buddy you know hey you hey it's so good to see you. Oh. yeah I'm totally I'm yeah. totally yeah we kind of can read each other now Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing too is I'm very passionate about our staff wives and I don't know how many staff wives you have or whatever at your church, but, um, we, I, I'm the oldest now, <laughs> which is crazy, <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, mm-hmm. I am the oldest wife on staff now, which that I'm, is crazy. I'm 48 people. That is not old. No, <laughs> I say I'm almost 50, but, um, so it's just so crazy. But anyway, um, not that I know everything about ministry or whatever, but I've been around a little bit. You can, you know, I can hopefully give them some advice, but one of the thing that's super important to me, and that's something we cultivate at leading and loving it also is just cultivating a healthy staff um, relationship. And, um, cause we're not on staff, but we're part of the staff in some right. ways too. And so, um, we meet once a month, which we haven't been able to as much this year, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, we, and there's I, there's been some stuff happening, right? In 2020. Yeah. A little bit. That's, that's kind of caused some issues for that. A little, a little bit. And so, yeah. <laughs> um, so we meet once a month, and I, at the beginning of the year, I get, you know, I let them pick a month they want to host, so I don't have to host it and plan it every month. I, you know, so it's my month, I host it, plan it, pay for it, whatever, and we can't do anything over, like, 20 bucks, you know, so we treat, keep it super cheap, and that's been really fun, just, and a lot of times it's just at their house, and we'll have snacks and play games or hang out or whatever. It doesn't have to be anything big, bowling you know, whatever they want to do. And that is just really important to me because I've seen churches where the wives don't even know each other or they want to, yeah, yeah, my husband works harder than your husband and my husband's, you know, it starts kind of turning into this. But I always feel like if we know and love each other, it helps our husband's ministry. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. um, we meet, we just meet once a month. We're actually been taking, but we're actually coming back in September to start meeting together. And there's only, you know, maybe 10 of us. So it's not this big crowd, you know, necessarily, but um, they're just precious. And they're all like, you know, have babies and littles and all this. And I just see them toting those babies around and, you know, Oh yeah, single mom Sunday. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, been there. Yep, and so they're just they're all great, and it's it's been real good for all of us just to know each other. And you know, we have a group me that we can we probably talk every other day. I mean, just about silly things, or if we have questions, it's about stuff. But mm-hmm. um, 
encouraging each other and just kind of keep it up to date. So that's been that's been that's been a blessing and just these girls they're just so good and these young ones and stuff just watching them like I said with their families and stuff so that's um something that's been very important to me I feel like over the years and just loving those girls and they're all wise little mamas I mean just watching them and how they've handled life and and stuff so it's been a blessing for me to be able to be around them and um, just strike up friendships and and some of them, not all of them love to appreciate, love to, um, they, not all of them love to come and do and stuff, you know, be a part of it. And that's fine. I mean, they know they're invited, but they don't have to be there if they don't want to because they're busy, they have jobs and kids and stuff. And so we just, we offer it. And if they want to come, then great. Mm-hmm. And most of them do. And so, um, but at the same time, I know some of them just, it, life is busy. Yeah. And so it just, Gets and gets a little crazy for them to go somewhere, but we try not to pressure them to make them come. It's just if you want to mm-hmm. and need to kind of thing. So that's yes. something I would, it's really great. I love that. Well, I appreciate it. That's just something I would encourage other, you know, just encourage other pastors' wives to to do mm-hmm. is even if it's just a couple of times a year, and you don't have to have this big lesson and plan. Honestly, I think you, sometimes you get more out of it if you're just having fun together mm-hmm. and laughing and seeing the real them. So. That's something we do, and um, they they it's it's a good it's a good little fit for our girls and stuff too. So anyway, well, would you share with us some of the resources that you think our listeners need to know about, and we can talk about those? And I think you have an exciting announcement. Yes, I actually brought a book with me tonight. It's leading and loving it, which is the name of the book, and. Um, Brandy and Lori wrote this book several years ago, and I'm going to give you guys one to give away to your <gasps> listeners. <Woo-hoo>! It's <laughs> a giveaway. It's a giveaway. And it could so, be your lucky day. That's right. And so we'll get they'll get information about that in the show notes and stuff about how to how you guys can win that. It's a great tool for women in leadership and ministry. Just lots of great stuff. Um, so a couple other th- Lori has several books out actually in some Bible studies that you can get on. It has free videos with them. You can just get on leadingandlovingit.com and check those out. Um, another one for Pastor's Wife is Always Sacred Privilege by Kay Warren. Great book. And Lisa McKay, It's this is probably one of the first books I ever read with my staff wives, and it's called You Can Still Wear Cute Shoes. And it's just a fun, I know Jill. Jill loves her shoes. What? She loves her shoes, people. I I have shoe envy all the time. Um, so she those those are some just different resources. There's a ton of resources out there for pastors' wives, but for me personally, I'm a huge Margaret Feinberg fan. I don't know if you guys have heard her. She has great books. She speaks at our our uh, retreats every year. Uh, Jenny Allen, of course, with If Gathering, lots mm-hmm. of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Always, and one of the Newer kind of last year, people that I'm fascinated with is Jackie Hill Perry. I don't know if you guys know <gasps> yes. her. I, uh, no, yeah. I subscribe to her Patreon. I <laughs> love her. I feel like she needs to be my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I think, too. Yeah, I'm I like, think, can you all just be my friend? I know. I would babysit mm-hmm. your kids. I'm not a stalker. I mean, I just, I think it's really great. And I just, I don't know. She's so much fun. Um, I she just, and her husband, Preston. Yes. They are precious. I know. I love her. And I just did her Jude Bible study this summer, and it is so good if you guys need a Bible study. All right. She is 
And, and they have a podcast yeah. called 30 Minutes with yeah. the Perrys. That was one of the ones I was going to rec- recommend. Um, the Happy Hour with, with Jamie Ivey is a podcast yes. I love. Yes. And one of, another one, I don't know if you guys listen to Sadie Robertson's Whoa, That's Good. I've seen it, but I haven't Okay, to it. I feel like good? I'm listening to my 20-some-year-old girls, and I think that that's why I love it. But she's a little bite of wisdom. I mean, like, I love listening to her. She's just fun. But I feel like I'm like... Hanging out with my girls when I listen to her. Yeah. So, and then of course Duck 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 Dynasty she's part of. So it's kind of fun to listen to her talk about that. Um, Annie Downs, and then the Fearless mm-hmm. Mom is another one I wanted to. I don't know if you guys have heard of Fearless Mom, mm-hmm. Julia Richard. She is so good. I recommend all little mommies. I wish I'd have had her when I was young. Um, about being a fearless mom, because you know. It's tough, girls. So those are just some different resources that I kind of lean on and love. There's so we are so blessed with so many good resources for any kind of questions we have or mm-hmm. something we're dealing with. And so mm-hmm. I just appreciate you guys having me out today. I hope that one of you out there is encouraged just as a pastor's wife or a woman in ministry. Feel free to reach out to me at any time. I love, love, love meeting with. Um, pastors' wives and women in the ministry, and just encouraging them, and went in young teenagers who are thinking about going into ministry, any of that kind of stuff. And so, um, I'd be happy to just sit down and have a little coffee and chat. How how can our listeners get in touch with you? Would you like us to link your email or, yeah, or something like that? Um, let's do uh, let's do my email, and so if they. Do you want me to say that? No, we'll put that in okay. the show notes. We'll okay. Show notes. Okay. I'll have a wait. Yeah. They can just email me. And I also have Instagram and Facebook and all that. So they Perfect. can message me on that and find me anywhere on there. And we so. can put all that in the show notes. Yeah. So if you will post maybe a picture of you listening to our podcast <gasps> and tag us in it, yes. we will randomly select okay. a lucky listener to win a book. I'd love it. I'd love it. Okay, so get your game on. Here comes the the contest, everybody. That's right. Well, thanks so much again, Steph. Thank you for having me. You guys are great. I love it. Love it. Thank you so much for coming. We're thankful you're here. So, listeners, I am so thankful that Steph came today. I bet you have felt just as blessed as Jill and I do to get to have Steph be on Afraid Not. One of the things that meant a lot to me and reminded me of the importance of this is that I should not try to do this life alone, but I have been designed by God to have a community around me. And I'm encouraged by her reminding me today about having a tribe. Don't try to just do this all alone, but build a community around our lives, our families. It's really, really great. And my, one of my favorite things that she said was about being authentic with everyone, but transparent with few. And I actually use that with some girls at school. I just think that that's just a perfect way to say that. Also, don't forget to tag, to post a picture of yourself listening to the podcast or an ad for our podcast and tag us in it. And we will pick one lucky listener to win the book that Steph gave us to give to you which is called Leading and Loving It. So so good luck to all of you who are going to go for winning, and maybe it's your lucky day. So thanks again for being a listener of Afraid Not. We're so glad you're here. And in two weeks, we'll be back with another episode for you. So till then, bye.